Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short study in God's Word every day, only about 13 minutes or so, but it gets us into God's Word and thereby helps keep us in touch in our relationship with God and also helps us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We encourage you all the time to share these short studies with everybody you can every day. Your friends, family members, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But in doing so, you may help somebody turn their life around. They can start focusing on their relationship with God and upon their soul's salvation. You know people in your life who need to make these adjustments and changes in their lives. Help them to do that by sharing these studies every day. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're looking in Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16. And this is a basic text that we're analyzing in answer to the question, how can I overcome, how can I be victorious over my greatest danger? And that danger is sin. A lot of people would roll their eyes at that. Oh, come on, that's preacher talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatest danger is sin. Right. It is. Nothing else compares. Because you see, everything else that people might point to as dangers in this world, dangers that humanity faces on an ongoing basis, even a repeated basis in this world, well, they're temporary because they're of this world. They're carnal. But we're talking about an eternal danger, and that's sin. The wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. Now the same verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there are the two sides of the ledger, the opposite ends of the spectrum. God offers us eternal life with him in heaven in a place where there is no sin. There's no sadness, sickness, sorrow, dying, pain, suffering, The other end of the spectrum is eternal condemnation, torments, judgment in hell. There's no middle ground, no third alternative. God wants us to be with him forever. He has created us with a soul and in that way created us in his image. He is spirit, so he has embodied within us a spiritual being, a soul. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. But now he wants us to live that life of faithfulness to him. He has laid out in his word, this is the way to that eternal life. This is the way of righteousness. The devil keeps trying to pull us away from that way. He is our greatest enemy. It's not some foreign power. It's not some corrupt, wicked violent criminal. It's the devil. All sin, all unrighteousness, all evil, all wickedness are the result of the devil's devisings and his machinations. He's our greatest enemy. Sin is our greatest danger. In Psalm 119 verses 9 through 16, the question right at the very beginning is, How can a young man, or how can anybody, cleanse his way? How can I be righteous? 
before God. It gives the answer right away. By taking heed according to your word. So I need to live by God's word, and that's going to insulate me or at least protect me against sin. As long as I'm living in his word faithfully, I'm not going to be living a sinful lifestyle. Now, I may make a mistake here and there, commit a sin, but that's because I messed up. But God promises to forgive me if I will come to him in repentance and seek his forgiveness properly. He goes on in verse 11 and says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. God's word needs to be part of our very being. We're to be the shining light that the world can see as though we're a city set on a hill. You can't hide that city. At night, the lights come on. It's, be, it's, it's able to be seen from a long distance away. He says, we need to live as those lights of Christianity, of godliness, of faithfulness, of salvation, because the world is engulfed in the darkness of sin, and they need to see the light of God's love through Jesus Christ. We need to be those lights. Matthew 5 and verse 16. We need to be the seasoning salt that makes things better in this world because of who we are and what we are. Christians, God's family, the church of our Lord. Matthew 5 and verse 13. Having learned about God and his will and his ways through diligent study, the prayer is that I do not, that God will guard me, that I do not turn away from his precious truths that I have learned. Now, I've got to make up my mind along those lines. But Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10 is key. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10, and this is actually a quotation from Old Testament scripture, but we see that it's, that it's applicable in its ultimate application to us now. God's word, God speaking, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant, I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That was God's desire. That was God's intention. And because it's quoted now in New Testament scripture, the same principle applies to us today. What does he say? I will put my laws in their mind. I will write them in their hearts. Remember what we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Paul says, We, as faithful Christians, are like living letters of Christ, living letters of Christianity, that people can see the difference in our life, and that can influence them to seek forgiveness, salvation through Jesus Christ themselves. They can approach us and say, tell me about the difference that I see in your life. And people notice that difference regularly and all around us. I need to do more than just read God's word. 
I need to incorporate it into my life to the extent that it becomes the governing, guiding force in my daily living. Being confronted with decisions and choices and temptations on a daily basis, they should just trigger like an an internal switch or like an automatic mechanism within me that prompts me to immediately weigh that situation by God's word. What would God have me to do here? What have I learned? How do I need to apply his truths in this particular situation? We go back to Psalm 119. We pick up with verse 12, and we read on down through 16, which concludes the section that we're looking at. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies, as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Now, let's think for a moment about I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. That's just another word, another expression for God's word, for the scriptures. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. Well, they guide me in righteousness. Now, how much have I rejoiced? As much as in all riches. All the riches of the world do not compare to the riches of the teachings that God lays out before us in his word, because those teachings guide us if we will heed them, if we will, if we will learn them and make the proper applications consistently to our lives, they will guide us to the golden streets of heaven, through the pearly gates into that blessed city. Therefore, God's words, his guidance through his scriptures, far more valuable that all the gold and silver and precious gems and minerals that this world has to offer. Oh, yes, more valuable than all of them. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. Well, you see, all the riches of this world, they're temporary because they're of this world. And this world is passing away. All of its elements, all of its riches, everything connected with this world, it's going to come to an end. 1 John chapter 2, verse 17. But if I walk by God's teachings, by his instructions, by his word, I look forward to eternal life with him. Nothing of this world compares. Nothing. So I need to make his word a part of my very being and live by those teachings consistently all through the day, day in and day out. And it's not a, it's not a life of drudgery. Now, that's what the devil might try to convince us that it is, but it's not at all. It's the life of the greatest happiness, the most profound joy, with the greatest hope. The lifestyle of sinfulness outside of God 
Oh, that you talk about drudgery? There's never lasting fulfillment in that lifestyle. And ultimately, it's a lifestyle of self-destruction. We're going to finish up our study next time. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for giving us your word to guide us in the best life that we can live in this world with the greatest peace. Peace that passes understanding because it's the peace that comes by knowing that we're with you and you're with us, that we're forgiven and we're saved through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, help us to be the good examples, the walking and living illustrations of this truth to everybody around us so that they can come and embrace the same truth and walk with you in faithful obedience and live with you forever in heaven. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.